are worthy, oh Jesus, of our praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We'll just go to prayer at this time. Brother Tim, could I have you open up the service in a word of prayer? It's no written prayer request, but if you have a need, just lift it before the Lord. He'll see and answer that prayer. Amen. Wonderful Heavenly Father. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. Lord, we can't help but lift your name on high. You're worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all glory. Each one of us in our own way, Lord, exalting you. We can't help but who we are, Lord. Some of us might be loud, some might be quiet. Some might cry, some might shout. But Lord, all of us glorify your name, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Name above every name. Worthy, O oh God, to think that we could come together with people that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. To unite our hearts together in faith around your word to lay hold on those great and precious promises that you have given us lord knowing that they are in full effect O oh lord you have revealed you have taken the cover off nothing is hidden O oh lord that we might stand in your presence and with our needs with our burdens with our desires with our yearning towards you lord and say father we believe you're here to meet our needs we believe you're here to touch our hearts we have come to touch the hem of your garment with our faith that your virtue might flow through every member of this congregation, might flow through the online gathering, oh God. Wherever people are gathered today, Father, may you supernaturally show yourself present. We know you're here, Lord, but through the ministry of the word, through the singing, may something take place that we will become very aware of the nearness of your supernatural person, O oh Lord. We give ourselves to you. May the sick be healed. May the lost be saved. If there's somebody here online, wherever it might be, that doesn't know you as their Savior, may you reveal yourself to them, Lord. That is the greatest thing. Salvation, O oh Lord. May each one receive what they have need of this morning. We love you, Lord, and we, we're going to take up our offerings now. We pray that you'll receive it as worship unto you, Lord. We just pray, Father, that you'll be glorified in everything that is said and everything that is done this morning. Bless Brother Murphy. Lord, like any minister, he would want, Lord, that you would take control of the service, that you would have the preeminence. He studied. He has some notes. I'm sure, Lord, he has a thought. But, Lord, as much as he's probably, and we believe he's caught your thought, Lord, we say, Father, just in every facet of this service, may you have complete control. We commit it to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Sister Angelica has a special for us that she comes, or Brother Tom has a few announcements to make. We'll collect the offering. Amen. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Nice to be in the house of the Lord this morning and uh, give God all the glory.
we had a, a big event, what the world calls a big event, a coronation day of some king. And it wasn't King Alan. But we know we're coming to our day. And uh, I could sing this morning if I felt like singing, which I don't. Here comes the bride, and we're going to have our day. And it'll be nothing like what the world thinks. It'll be something very glorious. So this morning we have a little bit of an announcement to make, if they want to put the little picture up on the, on the screen. I was just uh, listening to the prophet this last couple weeks and on a series of different subjects. And it was on Billy Paul having a number of children. And he finally turned to Billy and he said, I know we're to replenish the earth, but the whole responsibility was not on you. Well, uh, Phil, Brother Phil and Sister Melissa, this darling fourth child, uh, same thing applies here. <laughs> Phil, Brother Phil and Sister Melissa announced the arrival of Meredith Lorraine Ashdown. Born May 2nd at 816. We have all these particulars because the sisters like those things. Weighing in at 10 pounds, 6 ounces. Did you notice I said weighing in at? Not weighing. Well, congratulations, Brother Phil, Sister Melissa. Of course, we have Brother Phil is one of our, our sons in the gospel, a son of, of uh, Brother um, Gill and Sister Karen, and he's one of our unsung heroes in this church. And God bless you and your family, Brother Phil. And may God bless Melissa and this baby with great health. Uh, this weekend, the 18th and up to Friday night, uh, Friday night and Saturday will be for the young people up at the camp from 18 to 30 years old. And um, whoever wants to straggle in older than that, I guess you're allowed. But we'll have a, a Friday night little service of such, but it won't be as a structured service. Just more or less a, a time to, to sit down and go over some things. I'm looking forward to that, myself and Brother Michael. And then Saturday morning we'll have another session and then we'll uh, get ready to come home for the Sunday service. So that will be this weekend coming up. Uh, Brother Vernon Manahan, a pastor in the Philippines, is confirmed his dates here. He'll be flying in June 7th and our meetings will be Friday night, June 9th and Sunday um, June the 11th, so that's going to be special for us. And another couple, uh, Brother Friesen and Sister Ruth. Now, it's not Friesen from, like, from Saskatchewan. It's not spelled that way. It's from the Philippines, different Friesen. But just a prince. Uh, they're a lovely couple, and we look forward to hosting them and having them here. Then for the grad weekend, we have Brother Aaron McGeary coming to speak to the grads and to take a Sunday service for us here. So uh, it's going to be a tremendous June, and I'm looking forward to it. Our dear precious brother Tim Dodd is going overseas, leaving on Wednesday, back at the end of the month, so we want to be remembering brother Tim also, that God will give him a, a wonderful time as he labors for the kingdom. And also another brother uh, texted me this week, Brother Bucky, I'm in, I don't know if you remember, that was the island that we went to where the typhoon came and hit the Philippines years ago. Well, they wanted to send their loving greetings to you all and again, appreciate all your giving towards them over the years. So God bless you.
Thank you, Sister Angelica. Just as our brother Murphy comes, I wonder if we can sing Goodness of God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up till I make my Yeah. 
or give it to us, Lord. That's why we didn't surrender anything that belongs to us, because it is a whole life is you give it to me, Lord. That's why we surrendered our whole being to you, Lord. To surrender to that a life giver, surrendered our mind, our thoughts, and our whole being, everything, Lord, how to fit, Lord, Lord, uh, how to fit it to what I'm planning to speak it about. I trust, Lord, that this is Your will, Lord. This is the day of a day, Lord. The, maybe for some it's a day of a joy. Maybe for some it's day they have a day of asking things from the Lord. But Lord, I trust that this is the day that we want to surrender our whole being to you. There's no greater action that a person can do but to give them a whole being to you because only you know how to use this being. Only you know how to use this vessel. Only you know how to, Lord, to glorify yourself and manifest that your glory, your greatness that is through all these vessels, Lord. So Father, we thank you, Lord. We ask you as we dedicate ourselves a service May you come down to fellowship with your people. May you speak to our children. Lord, we have a need that are among us. Lord, we have a greater, greater need than ever. Lord, this is the time for the time of a rapture. This is the time for the coming of the Lord. Let us gird at our loin, Lord. Make ready every moment in our life while we're still on this earth for that great moment. Lord, then everything will be worth it. All the tears that they shed. Lord, all the Bibles we read, all the messages we listen, Lord, all that are going to the overseas, in our neighborhood, the witness that is the gospel, Lord, one moment in that eternal realm, when we meet our God face to face, it will be all worth it, Lord. We give you all the glory and honor, and ask it in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. It's so good to be back to the house of God again. And, uh, uh, we know that uh, God is the great God, and every time of one we ask Him, He always come under the sin. And every time of one we have a need, and He always wants to meet our need. If you have a need in your heart, and to come, you're coming to the right place. And this is the place not to listen to the certain men preaching. This is the place to let our, let our needs be met by God personally. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture. Thank you for the musician. Thank you for Anthony. Uh, turn to the book of a Luke, chapter one. <laughs> chapter one, verse. Let's read from verse twenty-six. And in the six months. That angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin is boasted to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled as a saying, and cast in her mind, what manner of solution this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. 
And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto that angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And that angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also thy, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the six months with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. May the Lord bless us his word. You may be seated. Uh, from the scripture, my thinking is uh, this is, it belongs to uh, almost like a Christmas uh, uh, message. Uh, but I think for the Christian, uh, every day is a Christmas. Uh, let Jesus Christ be born in our manger of the heart. And so I would like to speak a title, Be it unto me according to thy word. I'm thinking about what a great uh, word that a little Virgin Mary can ever alter from her mouth. When she might have a doubt, she might have all the questions, she might doesn't know how this is going to happen, and the things that she is facing has never done before. The road that she walked, she has never walked before. But she doesn't need to know anything about how these things are going to be done, how the trial is going to be over, how you're going to be overcome, how, what is the heavenly home going to be, look like, whatever thing that in our mind we might never never have an answer. But when you met to that angel, like the Mary met to that angel and said, uh, you found favor before God. And then the Mary doesn't, uh, she might have a question that in her mind, but the only words that she uttered, she said, uh, I'm the handmaid and the beauty unto me according to thy word. In another word, I might not understand a whole lot of things, but whatever you said, I believe it. Whatever you said, that's the truth. And that I'm so, uh, I'm so blessed by uh, this little Mary has said this word. When I read it, uh, I think many times that it's never been so real to me. Be it unto me according to thy word. I think that should be the, uh, the theme for uh, the, any member of the bride. And that they can utter from their mouths, be it unto me according to thy word. Not according to my idea. Not according to my own thoughts. Not that it is my feeling I failed it or I don't fail, but it be unto me according to thy word. Because you have spoke, that's why I believe. I think that God chose Mary to be this type of a vessel, is have a reason for it. It's not because she's just a virgin, but uh, she's the one of the virgin. But God chose him because she's the predestinated vessel to hold to the word of God that in that hour. I think that God chose you is not because of your holiness. It's not because of how sanctified you are. It's not how eloquent that you can speak, the wisdom that you have, the ability that you possess. But He chose you is because you are His seed. That's why He chose you and to entrust you. That is His word. But Branham said in the, uh, the invisible union of a bride of uh, uh, Christ, that He said um, her body is given to her a sacred trust from God. 
No female dog, no bird, no other animal, no other creature like that. No, she's the only one. The reason is so sacred, she's to bring forth life into the earth. Her body is the bedding ground of life. Therefore, that's the reason she's give this sacred trust. You find out that the woman, the Lord, um, and sometime when we're reading the message, we're thinking of why the prophet is so hard on the woman. But it's because it's so sacred that the Lord gave the body of the woman. Because it's the, uh, it's the woman to bring life to this earth. But you find that the spirit of this age, they're so downgraded that a woman's body make it as a, just almost as a worse than nothing. It just become, a, uh, become almost a, a thing so that, that any man can go into it. And anything uh, the, uh, the, the woman can do, it seems like the shameless. Seems like the no moral standard was nothing. The standard, the, 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 when you talk about the woman, they used to be, they're very respectful. They know there's a, they, take, they take off their hats and they open the, the, the door for them. But now the woman becomes so brazen. They become, uh, I don't even have a word for that. They said, we want to be independent. We want to do this. They're, they're almost more independent than men did. They almost they lost the, the, the grace uh, that the woman that you have. They lost the, the, the gentleness, the, the meekness, uh, the, the, the polish, the, the, the delicate that I love the woman, all the character that a woman, uh, woman had. You go onto the street, you find that uh, the woman is aware that a little shorts or the uh, hot pants or coat pants or whatever they called it and try to run and then mowing along. And you saw more naked woman than ever. Where is that sickness? That is lost. It was total loss. But that's why that the prophet in this age, when he did bring that, he tried to close it to the woman. He tried to give them to go back to the sacredness of their the body. But not only that, that's the physical speaking, but spiritually speaking, it's the same way. When you saw that the woman in the world is acting that way, that shows that the church has been acting that way. They've been become almost like a public bathroom that any seed can go into that. They become the things so that any doctrine, any denominational idea, any men's idea can inject it into that. And they become the public and a prostitute almost. And take a men's idea. This man said that that man said, no wonder we needed a prophet. Take us back to the sacredness. Back to the, the, the real the woman that's supposed to be. That are the real woman that have that uh, have that the spirit of a meekness like Esther had. Have that the gentleness like Esther had. Have that like what it asked her that the queen said with uh, just whatever that the eunuchs that have given it to her. She doesn't want anything else. She doesn't want to have that her makeup. She doesn't have to be pretending. She doesn't have to be making her facade that to come to the church to meet to the king. Just what she is, she come to meet to the king. I think that should be the characteristic of a bride of Jesus Christ. But the sacredness, the sacredness that it has lost. So that's why that God has to send to the prophet, send to the word of God to bring us back to the sacredness. Because without the sacredness, without the body that is dedicated to the Lord, then totally surrendered to God, God cannot fill that person. But Abraham said in the comforter, he said, now we have a sacred trust. He said, you know what a trust it is. And we have an inheritance. 
An inheritance that we inherited as a believing children is a secret trust. And that secret trust and our secret heritage is the word of God that's been given to us. The full word of God. It's in this age that God gave us the fullness of his word. I think the last time I was speaking about the life abundantly. It's not just merely that we quit smoking, that quit drinking, become a good citizen. But Jesus Christ, and in this hour, He gave us a life abundantly. But how can the life abundantly to be manifest without a fully surrendered vessel? A vessel must be completely surrendered to God so God can fill that vessel completely. He gave us a secret trust. It's not just entrusted in us in the losers of the justification, Westerners of sanctification, or the, the uh, Pentecost that are moving and that are speaking in tongue. He gave us the, the secret trust. He wants to manifest himself in his fullness. He wants to give us his full life that he gave it to us. It's not just that we're becoming a good citizen or a good church member. He wants us to tread on the Satan. He wants us to tread down our own idea. He wants us to put Satan under our feet. It's in this age that we're not just to become a, uh, become a believer, just go to the church, but become an overcomer. And then he wants to manifest it in the healing that is in power. He wants to see the people blind can see. He wants to see that the people that got a cancer, that abide in the faith to believe in the word of God, then that the cancer is gone. He wants to see that the dead to be resurrected. He wants to see a lot of things, demanding a lot of things that are the mountain of the believer in this hour. And that taking a fully dedicated vessel in order to manifest what he wants to be manifest. So it's not just to bring a normal life, but it's to bring an abundant life. That by the bring an abundant life of Christ. That in this hour, they can bruise it at the serpent's head. That in this hour, can live a victorious life. To live a victorious life when everything's smooth and an oak and everything's just a, just a fine and dandy. That is not a, not, not a victorious life. Victorious, that means you're facing an enemy. That you overcome him. You know, for an American military to defeat, I think I said that before, to defeat an army in a Fiji, that was just like, a, just like that. It doesn't take nothing. You know, one of the Americans, uh, the first I remember that when a military, they go into a Grenada, I think, and try to take it out, um, uh, that a president, I forgot, uh, uh, forgot a president's name. And uh, they they go to uh, they send them uh, thousands of uh, soldiers, uh, the helicopter, the aircraft, a uh, carrier, everything. I was thinking, well, it doesn't American do that. It just send the Chinese going. They just draw them just with nothing. It doesn't take the ministry. Like it doesn't show the victorious. They they just defeated the Grenada. So who? What is the Grenada? Just a little island. Maybe just like the Dominica, the brother, brother Roy. It doesn't take. It doesn't show. The magnificent, the power, the mighty of the great nation with the millions of the soldiers. And then when they started to go into a, a tax um, uh, that Afghanistan, I don't think that doesn't show them much of the strength of that either. They were just a, a bunch of the guerrilla warriors and just uh, doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't have the heavy tank and things. But when they started to go into Iraq, they started to show something different. And then when they said uh, they have to uh, 
a boat at the tank, and all the center of the army in the aircraft. It was an amazing how they had done that. But I'll see if one day that an American army really feeding, uh, the, uh, try to facing that army in Russia, that would be a different story. Or maybe facing a China, that would be a different story. That really show who's who. That really show who got rid of the power. You know, when God wants to manifest it to the power, He doesn't want to manifest it just to create a smoking, a create a drinking, and it barely hanging on, just go to the camp, have an experience. He wants everyday life that you tread devil on his neck. He wants the life to be manifested in your family. He wants to be manifested in your work. When everybody's against you, when everybody's leaving, that He wants to see you standing firm on God's word. That's not show your ability, but that's show His power. He said, I want to do that. When you're in the trial, that seems like there's no way for you to see the light of the, the tunnel. He said, I'm still there. You just say, be unto me according to thy word. And you watch him come on the scene, the mighty warrior. When you are children, it seems that everything that will go wrong after wrong after wrong. It seems like the things that you went through, that they're only aiming for the weak spot that is in your life. They're just seeming like aiming the most thing like I hurt you, but you swallow your tear. Said so be down to me according to thy word, Lord. I'm still believing your word, and no matter what situation that I'm in, that's just the power of God. He want to bring any hard case in so that it can show that God has the power in this age. But how can they do it without a dedicated vessel? It has to be the fully surrendered vessel before God. So God, I give my whole being to you. You said, I'm weak, I'm small. I'm just a little insignificant of the person that in the church. It doesn't mean, it does, it's not that God try to enlarge your capacity. It's not that God tried to make you that you are not to be. It's not that He tried to make you everybody become a brother at uh, a Everybody become a brother Tom Ray or brother Tim or brother Mike. And try to be a, a preacher or a great man of a God. God doesn't have doesn't have to do that. You as weak as you are, as insignificant as you are, but in your position, when you dedicate yourself to the Lord, God can use you to put the feet on the Satan's neck. And to the declared victory right before him. I can put him in the public shame. So you try to bring the cancer to my daughter, but I let her overcome you. And you try to let him to leave this as a message, to go into the world of things. But time after time after time you try it, but every time he overcome you. And we saw God chose us Mary, that it to be the virgin womb that it bring to the life of Jesus Christ. And bring us a God that in that seed form. But what God tried to do, he put it in the seed, he gave it the word to Mary when she said, be thee unto me according to thy word. But God is not just intending for her just be a carrier. 
And we always know that to the Prada said in her message, said that in Mary, she's just an incubator. It was a carrier, which is absolutely the truth. And she's the carrier to carry the seed of God. And it's just the type of you, you are the carrier that it carries the seed of God. And you are the one that it gives the seed of a God, that the word of a God, let it become a, a life that it come out of you. And you give yourself to him, you yield yourself that it to him so that he can inject his seed, which is his word, into you. But is that to the finish of it? Is that an end of it? No, that's just the beginning of it. God will never let to the virgin womb that it give birth to the word of a, of the word of a God, bring that into life, then drop the carrier and said, You're done. I'm finished with you. No. Mary from the carrier, the virgin womb, to receive the seed of a God. But she be down to me according to thy word all the way until the upper room. She went to the upper room, received the Holy Spirit. The seed that is in her, that it worded in her in the seed form, and come in as a fullness in the Holy Spirit, in the Pentecostal, and go back to her again. For the bride of Jesus Christ, we are the same. You are the carrier of the seed word of a God. But it's not only just a carrier. He wants the word to be manifested. He wants you to receive the Holy Spirit so that you can go to do a greater work. He never intends you just you be a carrier. But when you receive the word, we're word of the sea word of God. We'll make sure you go to the upper room. We'll make sure you receive the Holy Spirit. We'll make sure you have the fullness of a God dwells in you. We'll make sure you be united with him again. An invisible union of the bride of Jesus Christ. The brother Rem said, a church across the nation, we're following Jesus Christ, the word. To be in the bride, you have to be remarried to the word of a God. Which is a Christ. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwells among us. So we say Mary has received the word, that in the seed form, and he gave a birth to the word. And then Mary, she has one through to the journey. And then that a journey, she saw many things as it happens. And she was a wizard of Jesus when, she, when he was a little baby. When he was a toddler, she was there. When he was a teenager, he was there. When he became a young man, he was there, she was there. And when she, uh, uh, when, uh, when Jesus was on the uh, feast in um, uh, Canaan, um, and turned the uh, water into wine, then she was there. And when the uh, when she lost to the Jesus, that during the crowd, when they are uh, uh, going back to the home from Jerusalem, and then she come back, she was also there. She went through the, the whole journey. She was always there. Don't worry, I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm not a preacher of marriage belief, okay? <laughs> but Mary is the type of a bride of Jesus Christ. 
if we talk about a tamer, if we talk about a bruise, if we talk about a, a, the rehab and everything, but finally it reached to Mary. She's the one that received the seed. She's the one that had given the birth to the word of a God. And so she went through that all of there. She was always that in that journey. And no matter is it up and low, no matter is it good or bad, she was always there. When Jesus was a nail on the cross, she was there too. When Jesus was in the grave, she was there too. And when Jesus was resurrected, she was there too. When Jesus manifested himself, that a tune all the 500, and that 120 came over to the upper room, and she saw the one 120. And the believer, the bride of Jesus Christ, they went through no matter what high and low, up and down, in their high time or in their low time, they're always there. They're always with the word. It always be down to me according to thy word. So for the bride of Jesus Christ, they must have remarried to the word of a God, which is Christ. And then you must have nothing else but married to the word of God. There's only one thing that you need to be united to the two. Not certain men's idea, not your own thoughts, but you must be married or united with the word of God. In, 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 uh, despite the whatever situation, you're always uniting with the word. No matter what the, uh, the difficult situation you went through, it's always be down to me according to thy word. So we find that if, that's, if you're united with the word, the word will always correct you. We show how to show the love of God. We say love is corrective. And if you, we are, if you are the children, then God chastises you. Because that's for all the children they must receive. It's a chastisement. If you don't take the chastisement, that means that you're a bastard child. That's the Bible said. You're not the children of God. Any children of God, they always take the correction from the word of God. But when God corrects he corrects you not as an uh, illegitimate child, but he corrects you as a son and daughter of God. But when he corrects the person, it's to make sure that they will, just like a Mary, that will go to the upper room to receive to the Holy Ghost. And we would say that, uh, let's give it a few examples here. And then in uh, Luke 1, then uh, 29, and then it ran out of a wine. And then, uh, oh, sorry, this is a different uh, location. Let me just go through the sequence here. And then it's, uh, the Bible said that when she saw him, and she was troubled at his saying, said, cast it in her mind what manner of a solution this should be when an angel met her. She cast her mind. She doesn't understand it because no one else has ever done this. But she's not rejecting it. She cast it in her mind. So what does the solution be? She was thinking about it. If I can give it advice to some of the young people, well, you don't understand it, think about it. Ponder it about it. Don't just lay aside and reject it. Oh, there's nothing to it. If you first ever come to the church and hear the preaching of the word, said, why is shouting? Why is screaming? I have the same question when I first come to the church. I went there when Brother Tom and them preaching. I said, can they just speak nicely? 
Now look what I have become. I remember when it first had come, I was sitting right over there. I, I saw it in the face. That time of the brother Tom's face is way redder than what he is now. He's way tamer than he used to be. And I was thinking, I said, boy, he must be mad about me. He's really mad about me. But you see, God's word is to be personal. It always, uh, sometimes we're thinking, how he does, how he know that? And there's no way for him to know that. It seems like him just hearing a conversation from the last night and speaking right to you. And he look at you too. But you see, you surrender your idea. You surrender your thinking. Lord, I don't understand, but I'm pondering at it. And Mary said that they cast it in her mind what manner of this solution this should be. What does he mean by saying that? Why he was saying things I never heard of it before. And when you open up yourself to the dealing of the Holy Spirit, when you, re, when you yield yourself and when the word is started speaking into you, then the word can come into you. Then the word can dealing with you. Then it's not you trying to figure it out. The word started changing you. The word started changing your mind, started changing your thinking. You'll find out when you received it in the word, when the word started working, the situation started shifting. Sometimes it's going good, sometimes it's going bad. But if you united it with the word, the word will always make you turn out good. And in another scripture, And then uh, in the book of Luke, uh, the 2, 17, and they had seen that they made known abroad and seen which was told them concerning this child. And all they ever heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The others, they just wondered. They just doubted what was going on. But Mary pondered at this word. And then what a quality that a bride of Jesus Christ they have. They're always a pondering. They're not just a brushly uh, or abruptly. Just, uh, just fly and just say things. Just, they ponder at the word. One of the word has to say so. Not just that I heard it of the word and, just, and then to go out and to do your own activities and to forget about it behind. Even you do that afterward to come home, come pondering at it. What is that minister's meaning? When I hear the message, what does the message mean to me? What is the talking about? That it pondered in their heart. And another scripture, they said, and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, that Mary, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have solved thee sorrowing. She made a mistake, that the prophet said. She said that thy father, she denied that of the virgin birth. But you see, the word is always a correct or wrong. And then, and Jesus, he said unto them, How is it that he saw me? Was he not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he speak unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all this saying in her heart. And she doesn't understand. 
But a word always a corrected error. But even when she made a mistake, and she say things abruptly, and just, uh, just write it out without even the thinking. But even that little child who was 12 years old, but he's the word. But that word has a corrected to Mary. And then Mary take that. And she doesn't argue. She doesn't do anything. But she just kept it out of seeing that in her heart. I think that's the attitude for every believer. When we take it a correction, you might not understand it. You might not fully agree. But don't reject it. And to keep that saying that in your heart to ponder and get it. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I do to with thee? Mine hours are not yet come. And when she was, uh, when the feast would have run out of a wine, and that's uh, uh, Mary go to the Jesus and said, uh, They run out of wine. And Jesus never even called her mother. And just called her woman because she is an incubator, just a carrier of the deceit. And she, he was a, Jesus was not a born. He was a born from heavenly. Is it a God made that out of us that are in the Mary's womb? But Jesus said, woman, what have I do with thee? My hour is not yet to come. You watch it, what Mary say. His mother said unto the servant, whatever he says unto you, go do it. Amen. That is the attitude. When a word is corrected, though she doesn't understand, but she understands this is the word. This is the word that God gave it to me that it bore from me that I want to follow whatever the word has said. It's obedient to me according to thy word. Even in that situation, she was still obedient to me according to thy word. No matter how we've been offended. No matter how the word sometimes seems like it a harsh, it seems like it a, well, uh, seems like it a just a skin, uh, almost at a, a take it or hide it off, but always be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. I wonder the people, they said, look at your mother, look at your mother. And Jesus said in Matthew 12, 48, said, but he answered and said unto him and told him, who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciple and said, Behold, my mother and my brother. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Is the one that do the will of God. That's the character of Jesus Christ. Isn't that the character of the bride of Jesus Christ in the same way? Lord, just let me do whatever your will has said that I need to do. But when the word was speaking in that way, is God himself constantly unveiling himself. He's not just a little child anymore, but that seed word that starts to grow. But when the word of God starts to grow, God starts unveiling himself. Or revealed himself when he was in the 12 years of old when he was speaking to Mary said don't you know that I should be about my father's business what God is doing he's unveiling himself there is another uh, attribute to the character that God needed himself to be unveiled that it to us and then he turned on the water into wine and he said woman what shall I do uh, what, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not come. What God is doing? He's unveiling himself. 
just in the next step. But it takes the right attitude toward the Word to see the manifestation of God. If the, the person has the right attitude toward God's Word, Lord, be it unto me according to thy Word. Whatever you said, I go to do it. Whatever your Word said, you go to do it. Then you will see God manifest. So we see that word is a continually that manifest or unveiled himself from the, the seed form. But the, it, well, when he was unveiling him, and then gradually that word started to unveil himself in, the, in its maturity. But when it started to unveiling, it takes the God revelation revealed to the person to really see the unveiling of God. Because many times it's the veil on the outside to stop people to see it. And many times it's our own veil that stops us to say God is in us. And then when we, we have a, we received it in the Word, but when the Word starts to unveiling, manifesting Himself, you need to change your eyesight. He's not seed anymore. He's not a little toddler anymore. He's not a little teenager anymore. But He come and become a maturity. Though you don't understand, but you believe it. And then he will lead you to the realization of the unveiling of God. And that's exactly what marriage did. She doesn't understand it fully, but she always followed. And he said, whatever he said, you go to do it. Then he saw the water turn into wine. When he was in that on the cross, when Jesus was kneeling on the cross, she doesn't understand how that thing did happen. But she was standing over there and she saw that. But little did she know that is a God himself in the flesh form prepared out of the atonement for her to receive. Then to go to the upper room so that the Holy Spirit can come upon her. Amen. So the word is constantly correcting us. And a lot of time it's pointing us to our shortcoming, to our wrongdoing. But even that is God Himself unveiled it before you. If you have the right attitude, be it unto me and according to your word, and God will make Himself become a reality. And I remember when I first heard the word, it was just like a, a, almost like a strange language to me. But you know, when your spirit is right, when your attitude is right, you yield yourself, you surrender yourself. Lord, I don't understand, but I believe this to be the truth. Because I saw the vindication of it. There's no one can live the word like this one. There's no one can vindicate this word like what God has vindicated this hour. And when my attitude is as right, when I receive it, and God will make himself real to me. And he will do the same thing to you. And when God used the Mary, he's uh, for a carrier, he will lead her all the way through. And when God, when you received it of the word, when Mary gave it of the word, give the word a place that in her heart, and the God give her a place that in the upper room to receive the Holy Ghost. When you receive the sea word of God in you, and God will make sure he will lead you to the Holy Spirit. As long as you believe it is his word, and he will make himself real to you. So Mary's belief is always 
Be unto me, Lord, according to thy word. And she was as a surrendered, a surrendered vessel and that a dedicated unto herself. Whatever, Lord, you said, I want to believe it. And so when God was a corrected of a person, and he take that a person must have a full surrender to God in order to receive the word. Because if you don't fully surrender, God cannot fully come in. And the brother Ramah said in the token, he said, and now when you want eternal life, he said, you receive a token showing that the price has been paid. It is in the blood, but it's a token of the blood. It's the life itself. Amen. Full obedience to the whole word of God, to God's entire word, will entitle you to this token. I think that has been the quote many times. But I so appreciate that Brother Dioka, when he was here, that is speaking of uh, speaking about the, the baptism of the Holy, Holy Ghost. You know, when he was a spokesman, my heart was actually really heavy. Especially when he said, when he quoted the scripture, he said that in the whole generation, then they are going to the wilderness and without circumcised. It was like, like a lightning struck me. I said, oh Lord, how important that that is. And the, 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 the people... That they are going to the church in the world and they, they eat manna. They saw their wizard of the prophet and they heard of the prophet and they saw the miracle signs after one after another, but without being circumcised, without being received of the Holy Ghost. Then I started really getting heavy in my heart. I said, Lord, what about our young people? What about our own children? And it seems like it was so depicting that an age that we're living in. They're born in a message. They're so, they're reading the prophet's message. They're coming to the, the church. They're seeing, the, they're hearing the, the preaching of the, the word in such a power. It is an intensity, but without being circumcised. And the, how are we going to get into the, the promised land and to conquer, to do all of that without a circumcision? Without that a token, how are we going to do that? This can see the miracle, and they're going to the, the, the meeting. They do everything as a believer, as a call out of the people to do, but without a circumcision, without that a token life that are in them. Then I really go back and started searching. Then I was thinking about, then I started reading the, the token message. And Brother Bremen said that the full obedience to the whole word of a God, to God's entire word, what entitles you to this token. That's why they come to the, be unto me according to thy word. It's that the person, they must obey what is the word of a God has said. It's that surrender yourself in the full obedience to what word of a God has said. And Brother Brennan said, how do you do it? It's in the message token. 1963, November 28th. He said, how do you do it? We said, a full obedience. And when we're thinking about a full obedience, we're thinking that that's a lifelong process. But look at what the prophet has said. He said, how do you do it? Peter said, 
on the day of a Pentecost, repent. He go back to the formula. The full obedience doesn't take it a full, long 20, 60, 80 years of a time. One moment if you full obedience to that word of God. It doesn't take it at a process. Circumcision doesn't take it two years to do. Just one cause. That's it. And that other person is ready to go into another promise of land. But Brother Bram said, how do you do it? He said, repent, every one of you, young or old, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, the token, that's the token for the promise is unto you and your children to them that's far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Is that hard? It's not something hard. When he said a full obedience, he turned back to the formula that Peter gave on the Pentecost. Repent and be baptized. Let's go into that a little bit. What is a repent? Baptized, we know. Baptized is the outward expression of you already repent. But I wonder if some of the, the baptism, they have the outward expression, but no inward transformation. There was a no inward repentance has been gone. It takes the repentance, a full repentance, a real repentance. That's why some of the people, they can be in the message year after year, baptized and then do everything they can, but they haven't been fully repentant yet. When they sin, this is the same message in the next paragraph, when they sin, that wonderful display of the power of a resurrection is those people, when they saw what a Peter has been manifested, what God has done, and the gate of a beautiful, and making a leper, uh, making a, make a crippled one come, uh, come uh, start to walking. They saw that. And they saw there's a, they saw there's a Holy Spirit that is coming along them. There is a real manifestation that is along them. They know something has happened. It's not just some doctrine anymore, but it's saw the Holy Spirit out of Cloven Town, and it has a coming down to the people. They witness that there's something greater has done. And when he saw the wonderful display of the power of a resurrection, what he saw, they're not saw just a preacher preaching. They're not just saw some uh, uh, just quoting the message. They know they heard there's a new doctrine coming. Because it is Jesus Christ. There's a present truth that has been presented before them. But that is not only just a present truth. But there's a power of a resurrected truth. There's a resurrection has happened. There's a resurrected life is on display. There's a something happened that are among, that are in front of the people. They know this is not just some preacher preaching. This is not just something that they heard one church having a doctrine, having a creed and things. They witness it. There is a power of a resurrection. It's on display. Amen. That's what we want our children to be. 
not a witness. There's the power of a resurrection on display. There's the power of a healing that's through the believing the word of a God. There's the power of a dedication through believing the word of a God. Be it unto me according to thy word. We saw something powerful happen. We saw the vindication of the word. We saw that there is a pillar of a cloud. There is a pillar of a fire. And that pillar of a fire still amongst us. And we saw the transforming power that can change Dan into a saint of a God. They can change Johnny. They can change your game. We know there's something that's going on there. What is that? That's the power of a resurrection. We witness that. And that the person they must have witnessed, there's a power that amongst us is the people. That created a desire. What shall we do, brethren? And he, Peter, got up there and quoted the scripture of the Joel and so forth, giving it a promise for that age. He doesn't speak it about the, the message of the last uh, of the former age. He speaks of the message in this age. He pointed them back. This is what the Bible has said. But now it is happening. And this day, this scripture fulfilled in your year. And the shoulder requirements of that age has been met in Jesus Christ. What does the prophet mean? That means everything that what you saw, he funneled down to one vessel that is Jesus Christ. To one atonement, the Holy Spirit. Everything is in that atonement in Jesus Christ. What has been done? The price has been paid. It's not how much you can pay, but a price already paid. That an atonement is already made for you. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is given to you. And you are the candidate for it. To live a fullness of a life is in that an atonement in Jesus Christ. The bleeding bloody word that in this hour where you receive it, you have it. The price has been paid. You don't have to go to do it. You don't have to do the fast or this and that. The price has been paid. But you must by faith to receive it. It's all met in Jesus Christ. That atonement is there. But he's sending the Holy Ghost back out unto you as a token. As a circumcision. As a token that you already received the atonement. That he has sent back at a token of his death. That means everything he's already paid it for you. And they shall have it. You shall receive the Holy Ghost. Now you may. Now you will probably. You shall. You will. It's a mast. It's an absolute. It's something must have. And it's something God said, I must give it to you. Without this, you cannot go to the promised land. God more want to give it to you more than you want to have it. It's God is that I need to give it to you. My children, take this. This one will take you to the promise. This one will give you the healing power. This one will make every promise of a God that come to pass. Receive it. Then the next paragraph. 
That's what I wanted you to get. Permit me that when you fully obey the word of God. In full surrender to it. You are entitled to the token. You know what? That's where the problem lay. God wants it. And you want it. And it is given to you. And it's simple as it can be. And it's a must. Without it, you can go nowhere. You can hide yourself into the church for 20, 30 years. It will eventually show up. Because you don't have it. That's all the question problem has laid right in that phrase. When you fully obey the word of God in full surrender to it. Maybe I'll just do a demonstration. I hardly ever do this. So you better catch me. Don't worry, I'm not going to play guitar. After I play, you all left to clear it out from this. I'm holding this. I'm holding this. Now my hands are full. Bert Tom, can I have your iPad, please? Um, you know what, just put it under my chin. You know, sometimes this is the way that we're serving God. And he said, I want your surrender. You have your music with you. You have your motion with you. And you have your, this cursed thing, sister, under my chin. You have all these things. That's in you. And then I said, uh, if Nathan is God, can you give me your Bible? Uh, maybe between my leg? <laughs> he wanted to be in your heart. But you got so many things. Your heart, do you desire God? Of course, Lord, my heart desires you. I desire you so much. I want you to live in my heart. But how can I receive it into your heart? You're full of the things. And he said, Lord said, surrender. He said, okay, surrender. Uh, how am I going to do? I love my music. I love this. I love that. It's really hard to surrender. But by the preaching of the word, it said, I really need to surrender. And I live life is like awkward. You know, my heart desire for God, but it seems like I cannot get it. You know, some people, what they do, they surrender to things that seems like the most obvious. What is the most obvious? This thing under my chin. It's most uncomfortable. So, I think I surrender. You better hold it tight. <laughs> ah, you know, I feel my life is getting a lot easier now. 
Now I can lift up my head. I can look up to the balcony. I can look up to God. I can praise God. Of course, I cannot lift up my hands because I don't just don't want anybody saw me lift up my hand to do that. But at least I say, Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay. And then the Lord said, But I need to come into your heart. And then what you do? You said, uh, Well, maybe I'll just drop the things I really. Oh my goodness. You drop it. You did it great. But very soon you pick it up. Because it's so hard to leave. So hard to give it away. And you drop it again. You lift it up again. You drop it again. You pick it up again. You delay your program. You pick it up. You go on that side. You're coming back to pick it up. You're from one to another. But you really know that you need to permanently give it up. Lord, you take it up. I'm not going to take it back. What is a surrender? Surrender it is a something that you give it back to where it belongs, and you're never going to take it back. That is the full surrender. We find out so few people doing that. That's why they're coming from a one time after another, time after time, after time after time. They surrender. They try to do this, and they they uh, they had an emotion. They had a they had a come to that camp. They have to do everything that they can. They try to surrender, but they pick it up all the time. But until. You fully surrendered to Him. What is the fully surrender? You know, when there's an altar, you have a sacrifice. You put a sacrifice on it. You can take it back. But when you cannot take it back, when you put that on the altar, and then God comes and the fire down, Recognize that, and it consume it. When it consume it, it becomes a smoke. And the go up. Even you want to take it back, you cannot take it back. Because it's gone. But you must fully surrender that. And God, let me say this. God don't want you just to surrender your guitar. He doesn't want you just surrender this he wants you to surrender your whole being is that a surrender certain thing is a surrender your whole being then you're free and when you are free you can pick it up you can take that into your heart and you're not only taking the word but you're taking a person into your heart and when you're taking that person into your heart, you change your headship. He become your head from that time on. Even when you want to take it back, he wouldn't allow you to take that back because it was consumed now. When it was consumed, it become a sacrifice before God. God has said, I'm pleasing that. 
He wants you to surrender your whole being as a living sacrifice. Then he said, I come down. I'm living in you. And I become inside of you. I become united with you. That's what the surrender means. The other day I was, uh, but Michael asked me to share my testimony on a podcast. I'm just sharing this as for the glory of God. And now I'm thinking about, I said, Lord, you know, because when you talk about a testimony, you're talking about your childhood, your journey, but you must have somewhere to stop. Where to stop? The testimony stops at where God changed you. Then you're from that time on, you're to change the person. And you just go along with God all the time, everywhere. No matter what happened, you're going in with Him. And then I, I started thinking back. I said, Lord, what is the changing point of my whole life? Where is that? That must be I have a changing point. Something must have happened that along this journey, then my whole life was transformed. It's taken out that experience that it was the Lord so that your life will never be the same anymore. If a person hasn't been changed, they can go along, they can go along, they can go along, make a nice person, make a nice uh, uh, young people, whatever of that is, but he takes a full surrender. That's called a full repentance. Repentance, full repentance, is a fully you surrender. And you can never even take it back. If you want to, you cannot even take it back. Because you're not belong to your own. You change your headship. You're not your own head. Satan is not your head anymore. God himself, the Holy Spirit, he is your headship. The Lord willing, in the next few minutes, I was speaking about the changing of a headship. And then I was thinking about it on my own self. And then I started to go back to my life. I was thinking about it when I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, I don't know what God is. Jesus Christ. That doesn't even in my vocabulary. I don't even know how to, how to spell Jesus Christ. There was no such a thing in the educational system that I was at. And then I was thinking, no, but that's not my changing point. And then I go to the, uh, the, the church. And, you know, I, I started reading the, the Bible. I started to... Uh, Listening to the radio broadcast, I said, is that my changing point? No, that's not my changing point. That doesn't change my course. And then, uh, then I was to go to the three self of the church. I was, uh, uh, you know, God is moving. That's God moving. But there must be have a destination. There must be some, something has to be changed. My nature has to be changed. My desire has to be changed. My whole being has to be changed. It's not just I gave up smoking, gave up drinking, gave up this, gave up that. That's not it. It must be lead me to a certain person. So that certain person living inside of me, and it pleased me. He said, in him, I please to dwell. Obey the word. Fully surrender. Then he can say, you, I please to dwell in. Then I was, uh, then I thought I'd go to a, uh, I, I received a message outside the streets of the church. Brother John Sacker, John Lay, they're passing out a tract. 
and I receive it. That's how I heard the message. Did I desire it? I hunger. Oh, I hunger. I read it. I read it while I was perspiring. It was a winter time. I had to take off my jacket because it was so hot. When I read that, that's the word of God. Then I said, "Does that change me?" No. That's not how. That's not. That's not there yet. And then that I was thinking uh, uh, that I moved to Canada supernaturally. I was planning to go to New Zealand. Supernaturally, God changed that. Even has to change immigration law of New Zealand so that I can come to Canada. Does that change me? No. I'm still the same. Though I desire, though I experience the supernatural, the science of the wonders, do I sincere? I sincere. I don't even know how to be sincere. I fast, I'm praying. There's only day that I can come in, cross the border to meet my wife. I fast on a Saturday and Sunday. Just try to meet God. I want God. Do that change me? That not change me. And we have a prayer meeting. I pray from the 12 o'clock until 5 o'clock. Five hours nonstop. Does the prayer change me? It doesn't change me. Cry? I bow my head out. When we pray, this is not enough. Does that change me? It doesn't. Then I come in over here and I come into the church. I walk you through that, the, the gate over there. I come in here experience a phenomenal experience. And to see that the people, the sisters, the brothers, and the sitting there, I thought I was in the heavenly place. It's not a rejoiceful, but fearful. Does that change me? Getting closer. And my wife with a earring, with lipstick, with eyebrows, and everything sitting right over there. And went out and taken everything out, the necklace and everything out. And to wash her face and sitting back. Does that change her? No. And after a few months, she went back to the old rod again. Because you're doing it. Under the atmosphere, the gospel net has to catch you. The gospel net has to put an influence influences along you but that hasn't changed your being yet your nature need to be changed your desire need to be changed do you see how dangerous that is young people and older people alike and months after months after months that I said the word is true I need to be baptized I need to repent I received the word. I received the message. And I went in there. And I had to baptize me. I come in out to testify. I'm changed. I'm changed. I'm a new person. Did that change me? For a while. Then I go back to the old rod again. And I come to a point. I said, I'm going back to China. I'm going back to Hong Kong. I'm not going to come here. So me and my wife we all went back. But you know what? The Lord wouldn't let me go. Because he said, I want you to receive the Holy Ghost. This is the most important thing you can ever have. I want you to receive me, the person. It's not a drop off this, a drop off that, a drop off smoking. I don't smoke anymore. Drop off drinking on this. That's not it. But I want your person. I want your heart. I want your soul. I want your whole being. And I went back. I tried to work. I tried to make things happen. All of that. But it doesn't work. 
And then I become a desperate. I said, Lord, I give you six months of time. I'm going back. Because I bought a one-way ticket going back to China, uh, Hong Kong. I never bought my return ticket because I determined I'm not coming back. I tried to run, but God wouldn't let me go. And then I was dealing with my heart, dealing with my heart. You, you people, our people, if we have a little tug that in your heart, you, will be, you should be the most thankful people in the whole world that God is still tugging you, still dealing with you. Just one little touch. How, how close? I can miss this. But God wouldn't let me go. Because he foresaw before the foundation of the world, I'm a seed. I'm a child. I mean, my father is a house as an attribute. But he wants me to be manifest in this hour, right now. This is what, I, what he see. And he see my future. But he take that attention of a course. And it dealt with me. But you have to yield. Because you are free will being. But if you are a child of God, you will yield to that. Then I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I give you six months of time. And how rude that is. But God forbearing with me. Because he knows my heart. I said, Lord, I give you six months of time. I bought myself a return ticket. I'm coming back. I locked myself in that little room. That is down the hill there. Brother Milko live upstairs, and I'm living downstairs. I take all the message. I started listening to it. I kneel down before my bed. I said, Lord, I want to respect you. I want to open up that message book. I'd open up that message book, one after another. You said, how young were you? I was 26. How many are 26? You mean you are 62? I was kneeled down under the bed. I was reading that. I was reading. Do I understand? No. But I said, be down to me. According to thy word. I want to know your word, Lord. And I said to the Lord, I remember clearly from the beginning of my walk journey, of a walk, I said, Lord, I don't want a religion. I don't want intellectual understanding. I saw so much hypocrisy of it. I saw so much failure of it. I want truth. Because if I know truth, truth will set me free. I want Jesus Christ. How you come, I don't know. In what form you come, I don't know. But I know when you come dwelling in me, I will be a different person. I'm in business with God. And I was reading. I was reading. I become hungry. I went out. And I was still thinking. I was pondering. I was a word pondering of word. And when I walk out of the street, I try to go get something to eat. When I walk out of the street, I forgot what I was going to do. And I said, why am I on the street? And then I go back to the room again. I continue to reading, was reading, until I'm sure this is the truth. And I believe many people are sure this is the truth. But some people tell you. But something that you heard. But have you experienced the truth? Have you find it out yourself that this is the truth? Is this make it real to you? And then when I become the truth to me, I know I'm coming to the crossroad. I said, Lord, now I know the truth. I said, Lord, 
I want you to live in my heart. I want that Holy Ghost. Whatever that is. I don't know as much as I know now. That time. But God knows I have a pure heart for Him. I said I want that Holy Spirit living inside of me. I started seeking. Every time I come into the altar. If there is an altar call. I remember that sometime that they have the morning at the service, they had an altar call that uh, I come to this altar. People all left, all congregation left. I'm still, I'm still kneel down down there. Even though the evening service is here, I'm still there. Because I said, Lord, I want you. And then I locked myself in that little portable over there. I said, Lord, I want you to meet me. But then I started thinking, in my testimony, I started thinking, Lord, is this a sincerity? Did that? No. Is this that I pound in the altar to do that? Or is this, oh yes, I believe, I already got it. No. And that time, it started, Lord, it started to bring that back to my memory. I started to ask the Lord, because I don't, I haven't changed. I asked the Lord, would you mind if I share this? I hope this is not become a too personal to you. And I said, Lord, is there anything standing between you and me? I'm talking about a surrender. I said, Lord, is there anything standing between you and me? If there's anything, Lord, it doesn't have to be you show me a vision. Lord, if you only bring us one thought passing by my mind, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get rid of that. And then I started to pray. I'd ask the Lord. I said, Lord, is there anything and then I started to get rid of my CDs. I started to get rid of again, my classic music. I started to get rid of, get rid of my rock and roll music. And that's the Lord. Anything else? And then uh, I started to, I don't say the Lord ever. Lord, I never even, uh, it's not that there were, I saw a dream, a dream, I saw a vision, or somebody say anything. It was just, a, it just in myself. There was an inmate, there was something I want to surrender out because I know if there's anything stop God, He cannot come in fully. I want to meet him. Then I remember what changed my course. Then I started to ask as the Lord if I owe you anything. Because I saw the question and answered. He said that you needed to pay your tithes, you pay your offering. I said, Lord, is there anything I owe you? And then I started paying back my tithes, the piece of money, my offering. Then I, I said that was, that's all you have, that you give the 10%. I was as foolish as I can be. You might say that I'm, I'm as a naive as that I can be, but I get it up on all my accounts, I calculate whatever that I have, I put it up, I write it a check, and send it to put it in a, a tithe box. And the brother Ed even come to me, the later on, he called me to the office, and said, Brother Murphy, are you sure this is the one? I said, yeah. You know why? It's not because how much money you, 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 you pay tithe. It's not how much money you offered. What is your heart? I said, Lord, I don't want to be that to the rich young ruler. If there's anything that is standing between you and me, I want to get rid of that. Lord, is this my wife standing between him and me? Is this my children? Lord, if there's anything, if it's a family, is it my job, is it my work, is it anything? Lord, I'm dedicated. I'm offering it. And I don't take it back. You come down, send it far down, consume it, let it become a smoke right before your nostril. Lord, I don't want anything between you and me. And then I search my house. 
you might think you're a fanatic, you're crazy. But a full obedience to the whole word of God entitles you the token. The full obedience is the full surrender to the word of God. And then I give my whole self. I said, Lord, I have a promise you. If this is the truth, I owe my whole life to you. By God's grace, I'm holding true to that. I'm not as what I ought to be. Sometimes I'm lazy. Sometimes do this and do that. But God knows my heart. You know, that I shared in the testimony, I thought, and I come to the final point. I have a golden Buddha. You all hear that? So something to bring into my mind, I got a golden Buddha. It was a solid gold like this big. That's a heavy. Nowadays, probably worth uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that, uh, that thing just come to my mind. You said, you're so naive. We know so much of knowledge. It's not to the idol. It's not to those things that really mean anything. But you know what? If that's coming in my mind, I said, Lord, I'm going to do it. And then I take that out. I got it a clipper. I cut it. When I cut it, I find out, you're a rascal. It's not solid gold. It's a solid lead just with a gold plate on the outside. I was deceived all these years, thinking as a precious. But as I caught it, something come to me. I said, Lord, I have nothing standing between you and me. Lord doesn't need that. Lord doesn't need that I send that check. Lord doesn't need all of those things. But I need to know. Because when I know there's nothing standing between me and God, then my job is finished. And Lord, you're obligated to do what you have promised. And you know what? God is faithful. I can only know by the fruits. Because I can't know by the seed. The seed dropped in there, I couldn't see it. The seed that's in there, I couldn't feel it. I don't know what is in that seed. But when the fruit starts coming out, then I know what is the seed that are planted inside of me. I know there's the predestinated word seed that has put it in there. Full obedience to the whole word of God entitles you to the token. But it has to be the full surrender. What changed in my course is that a full surrender. When you fully surrender yourself, then there is nothing between you and God. As I said, let me emphasize it again. It's not just to drop this and drop that. Try to quit this and quit that. Try to have a New Year resolution. I'm coming to the meeting. I do used to only come on Sunday. Now I'm coming Wednesday and Sunday. It's not that. All of that it was good and dandy. All of that it was wonderful. If you want to do it, you need to do it. That's what it, that's what was the step that you need to make. But God wanted us a full surrender. The whole being. As Mary has said, I don't understand all of that, but be it unto me according 
to thy word. When you fully surrender yourself. You know, when people hear that, they say, well, Brother Murphy, do I need to uh, go get calculate all my accounts to say how much money I have, then uh, give it a 10%? I'm not saying that. You do whatever the Lord will meet you. Lord may not ask you to give it 10%. Lord may ask you to give it 100%. You said, that's impossible. Well, that rich young ruler, I said, sell all you have. It's not 10%, it's all you have. You do whatever the Lord's dealing with you. But that's what the Lord's dealing with me. But you just make sure there's nothing standing between you and me, Lord. I give it up and everything. And Lord might tell you, you don't need to give up anything. You're just as rich as you can. You just, you just, do, you just follow me. The Lord can do that. You just make sure there's nothing standing between you and God. Young people, especially, make sure nothing standing between you and God. It's not drop this or drop that or forgive, forfeit this or forfeit that. It's forfeit your whole being. Lord, here I am. I'm the vessel over here. I don't want nothing to standing between you and me. I'm, I'm asking myself as a sacrifice. Lord, send down the fire. Consume me. Be down to me according to that word. I don't have time to go into it. Maybe I'll share it as the next time. But as a musician, come. I will think I will. I won't, it won't be, uh, it won't do justice if I don't give you a chance. It's not by emotion. It's not by feeling. It's not just by the personal touch or this and that. I feel we wouldn't do the justice if I don't give our people the chance to really surrender our whole being to the Lord. As we bow our head. We said, Be unto me according to thy word. What does the word of a God require you to do? Just in this quietness, you just search your own heart. Ask yourself a question. Lord, is the Holy Ghost will feel comfortable enough to make our heart abiding place? Is the Holy Ghost will feel that there is a vessel here? Lord, is there anything that I haven't surrendered to you? Lord, I might surrender this. Lord, I might surrender that. I might give it up this. I might give it up that. But Lord, have I really given my whole being to you? If you haven't do that, 
If Lord is dealing with you, if Lord is tugging at our heart, would you want to stand up? As everybody bow their head. Would you want to stand up so, Lord, I'm surrender my whole being to you. Lord, I just don't want anything to standing between you and me. Lord, whatever it takes, I make a sacrifice. I put on this altar. And I'm not going to reach in my hand out to take it back. I'm going to put on this altar. I'm in business with you, Lord. Whatever you're going to do in the future, I don't know. Lord, I just don't want anything, even just a little, little simple thing. I don't want anything that is standing between you and me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, take the full obedience. That is the full surrender to the whole word of God. Entitles us to the token, Lord. Brother Dilka has talked about it. Has spoken mightily. Lord, we've been yearning for it. And I've been preparing our notes for it. Different ministers or pastors have spoken, of, spoken about and preached it in such intensity and said to the urgency of it, it is a must that we have because of that's the headship. That is a God Himself, His own life that has to be living in there before we can go, to, go into the promised land. Before we can cross the Jordan River, which is death, it requires that circumcision. It requires that token. The Lord, He taken a full surrender to the whole Word of a God in order for us to do. And He taken Mary to say, Be it unto me according to thy word. And He take the correction. Whatever the Word of a God has said to her, she wants to receive it. And she's fulfilling what is the word of a God has said about her. Lord, even that the word has said that a sword shall pierce through her own soul. And she was standing at the cross, seeing the Savior, that a sword was appearing in her own soul. But little she know that is an atonement that God provided for her. Lord, you ever provided an atonement for us because to get to the Holy Spirit, to have your life that a price has already paid. But she must get up to the, whole, to the upper room to receive what you have been promised to them. Lord, whoever standing here, Lord, if they haven't have the Holy Spirit, Lord, if they haven't have that the life, that a whole nature has been transformed, that a whole desire has been transformed. Lord, I know that sometimes we have an up and down, but in and out we feel discouraged, sometimes we feel disappointment. But Lord, there is a holding power there. Lord, there is a head there. Lord, there is a power of a transformation there. There is a keeping power of a God there. 
And when we dedicate our whole self, when you dwell on the inside of us, when we'll never be the same, and it's not we're living anymore, but you will live through us. And you will make sure we go to the rapture. You will make sure that we cross to the river of death and go into that city of Jerusalem that you ever prepared it for us. Lord, it's not that we live on this earth, we live a perfect life and every day happy, joy, and every single one is going to find that and then we have trial, we have a difficult, we have things that we're going through. But Lord, when you're living in there, then there is a power there to help us to live through it over there. We will never deny you. We will never disbelieve you. We will always be unto me according to thy word. Lord, if the people, they haven't had it. Lord, I say, Lord, there's no pump up. There's no try to pulling and dragging. Lord, I just simply present to what your prophet has already said. And Lord, now it is their choice, Lord. Lord, I pray you help each one of them. Lord, may this morning be a morning of dedication. May this morning be a morning of anchor our faith, drive it down, so that this is it. Lord, I give it up, everything that I have. I lay down all my whole life that it before this altar, whatever that in my soul, whatever that's in my being, Lord, I give it all unto you. So, Lord, when we do that, Lord, would you send down the fire to consume all that they have put on the altar of their heart. Lord, burn it. Lord, burn it quickly so that they will not have a chance to reach it out and to take it back. Lord, just one moment before the presence of a God, before the word of a God, before the dealing of a God, Lord, you will do a permanent, eternal work. Lord, how you have it done to me, Lord, from that time on, Lord, I'm a different, I was a different person. Lord, is that cutting? Lord, it has to change my whole life because, Lord, I know there's nothing between you and me. Lord, maybe for some, as year goes by, the love, the first love of you start to dwindle. The pressure of life, the things that in this world started creeping in so subtly without them even knowing. Then they put to that icing crust that are right on top of them. But Lord, as this morning, as the word has been preached, I pray you, Lord, to break every crust, the Lord. Break all these icicles, oh Lord. Break it all these devils alive. Break all these devils of accusation. Break all the devils of condemnation. Lord, free them up, Lord. Liberty them, Lord. So, Lord, let them know that you haven't paid a price. You haven't paid at all debts so that they don't have to pay. Lord, as the prophet has said to the sister Bruce, because your desire is to serve him. That's why he provides that sacrifice so you could serve him. Lord, I pray you to do that eternal work. 
that in each one of the people that are over here, Lord, if there's anything in our life and it starts you creeping in, Lord, that this morning, Lord, we surrendered it up, Lord. Lord, we put down the little altar that again. Because the Lord, as a bride, we always love and desire and yearning and longing to surrender anything that will block your Holy Spirit that will move freely in our heart. Lord, if there is anything, Lord, in my own life, I believe in every person's life, right at this moment, Lord, if there is anything that has started creeping in, that has put out a harsh shout around us, Lord, we surrender that up, that in this altar of a heart, let your Holy Spirit fire and it will coming down to consume every one of them so that you can freely move that amongst your children that again. We thank you, Lord. We believe you, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us all stand. Can we sing a song, be on to me according to your word. That's to be the truth. If you can fully surrender to Him. If you already fully surrender to Him, don't let anything come back to you to put that accusation on you. You should be the happiest of the people that in this whole world. And you can be thinking about it. If you die, if you die right now, right at this moment, and roll it back your eyes, what a confidence, what a peace. What a joy that you can say, Lord, there's nothing between you and me. I was thinking about David Chibernov's testimony when he was under, pinched down, pinned down under the truck. And he can say, Lord, if you decide to take me, there's nothing between you and me. You know, every believer, we need to get to that point. And I trust that by the help of the Lord, by the grace of God, you are in that position. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in you. You're under a different headship. 
when you're under a different headship that means that the old headship has been taken away now you're not your own property let alone Satan's property you become a God's property you have a body yes but a head has been changed the Holy Spirit and the mind of a Christ has been your head and he wants you to do you want to go there he said no you go here and you want to do that he said no I want you to do this that shows one thing there's a different life there's a different nature and different desire that's living inside of you the sacrifice has provided it to you so that you can have it can we sing a song the, um, the um, yeah, not bound by the yoke of a bondage what is that song Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Anthony, can you come help me to sing it?
set him free. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You know, let me say something to the young people. Or maybe the older people alike. To receive the Holy Ghost is not a heart. But to surrender, that is a heart. But heart doesn't mean that you have to take it year after year after year. You must have solved this quickly. Because year after year, you become a pretending. You become a getting hard shell on you. And your heart becomes dull. You wouldn't want to do it. Or you think you already done that. But you mean business with God. And God will mean business with you. And when you come to another point, and you say, the Lord, I don't know how you're going to come in. I don't going to... I don't, I don't know if you come in and what I'm going to feel. What I, I have this. But Lord, I just know if you come in, I will be a completely changed other person. What do you have to done to Brother Murphy in the years, the years back? It's just that moment. I, don't, I can't even say what year, what month. I don't know. It's at a period of the time. But in that period of the time, the Lord has dealt with me desperately. I become a desperate to God. I mean business with God. When you mean business with God, God knows your heart. It's not God know my heart. I can do whatever I want to do. It's God know my heart. Lord, I need to do all I need to do now. And when you give your heart to the Lord, and then when God coming down to consume you, to circumcise you, to change you, that is the most rejoyful thing that you can ever have. And then you will watch your life start changing. And that the people watching you will notice your life started changing. Because you know it's not you live anymore, but it's He that's living inside of you. You become a change to the person. And by their fruits, and you shall know them. If we can just bow our head at it again. Just let me just pray with you all together. Lord. I pray that you help each one of us, Lord. All these beloved of the children of God. Lord, I trust that we all mean business and am sincere with you. Lord, when we hear that word, Lord, I pray you that no matter they're here or they're on the internet, and even when they're going back to home, Lord, I pray when they ponder the word of God, and then when you continually dealing with each one of them, Lord, I pray that you come into each one of their hearts, Lord. So that it change their desire, change their whole being, so that it can never be the same anymore. Lord, if they never done so, Lord, I pray that may this morning be a morning that you, Holy Spirit, will coming down to cut off all the surplus that are in their flesh, to cut off everything that is not pleasing you, not belongs to you, and they give their whole heart to you so that they can serve you with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul. We thank you, Lord, as we just dismiss. Lord, I pray that you go with each one of them, that your presence is to follow them. We ask it in Jesus' name. I'm sorry.
you know I'm not a fanatic, but I just couldn't close this service. The altar is open. Whoever want to come and mean business is with God, don't let me persuade you. I believe the Holy Spirit will want to do something. I was praying, I was afraid, but He just wouldn't want me to close this service. I, I tried it three times already. I'm not to the person know how to do the altar call and things. I'm not doing how to do、uh, pump it up or anything. But the Lord has opened up this altar for you. If you want to dedicate your life, if you want to say to God, Lord, this is my day. I don't want nothing standing between you and me. And I'll open up this altar. If you want to come and you want to minister, brothers, or Brother John, or Deacon's brother, or whoever, want to pray, here you are. As I said, I'm not trying to pull on you, but I believe God wants us to mean business with Him. And I believe God wants you to mean business with Him. Let's sing it all. I surrender all. I surrender all. Even you don't feel the need, you pray for those people. And yourself, that you're coming to the front, you pray yourself. And this is the time that you mean business with God. Just give your whole heart to Him and lay your whole being on an altar, not just to surrender a certain thing, but surrender your whole self. If there's anything between you and God, that means you haven't surrendered a whole being yet. And instead of surrender, just this and that, you say, Lord, I give my whole being to you. This is me, I give my whole heart. Whatever that is stopping me to get a further walk with the Lord, this is the place I give my whole self to you.
something so special right now truly the waters have been troubled Holy Spirit would you pour it out Lord not just those at the at the altar, Lord, pour it all on all of us, oh God. Lord, we won't be denied. We won't be denied, Lord. We won't be denied. God, burn out. Burn out the dross. Burn it out, Lord. Just burn it out. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Jesus, Lord, 
I do not believe men and women today, young people, have been moved just by emotion. I believe it's been the tug of the Holy Spirit himself. Mothers are here. Daddies are here. Young people are here, Lord. I believe it was the beckoning of the Holy Ghost this morning. And I just pray that every prayer that ascended was pleased, Lord. Acceptable in your sight. And that every heart has been filled by your presence, Lord. thank you for these times these are special times in the church these are special times for individuals to hear a man of God pour out the word and there is a response by that still small voice tugging at these precious souls so I pray to Lord that your blessing would be upon each and every one those who have stood and prayed with those that have stood in the assembly and prayed for I pray God a great blessing be upon this church Lord you heard my prayer this morning Lord early praying God give us a special meeting in a prayer closet or whether it's in Lord a church you hear us when we pray and that's why Lord we've prayed for the trustees the deacons the church the ministry and the minister that ministered the word it's been altogether lovely Lord So I'm asking that the grace of God go with each and every one. As Brother Murphy said, how do we end a meeting, Lord, when we just want to make love to you? We just want to lift up our voices and our hearts to this one, Lord, that has cleansed us, filled us, and changing us, Lord. Bless your people, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we sing it's just already done then? Just just softly. It's already done. Do you believe it's already done for you, brothers and sisters? And it's already God, fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. It's already done. I'm already sealed. Lord, I'm already sealed. How many can testify of that this morning? I'm already sealed.
That's fine. You want to lift up your hand? That's just fine. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Spirit of God, move on us, Lord. We don't want to be just like any other church, Lord. We want to be the church of the living God. We want the power, Lord. The authority's been given. Let the Spirit of God move. Let Satan be defeated. Let the Word come alive. Let lives be liberated and set free by the power of your Word, oh God. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Broken chains.
hope you appreciate the moving of God. I hope you appreciate this. I really do. It doesn't always come this way. It doesn't always come like this. Take advantage of it. Drink it in. Drink it in. Don't say, well, it's, this is what we do and we've got to close it up. This and do that. No, just just lift up your heart and say, Jesus, if you're passing by my way, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. I won't let you go until you bless me. Be incredible. I said, Brother Murphy doesn't close his service with the altar open. I'm going to have to step to the pulpit, Brother Murphy. We're obedient to the Holy Spirit. And you saints have been obedient to the Holy Spirit. And watch God start moving in your lives. It's not for just this moment. It's for now and forever. It's not just for a moment experience. It's for life experience. You take this time. You nail down this moment. You say right here, this is where God has dealt with me. Wonderful, wonderful presence of our Lord Jesus. Bow our head one more time. Doesn't matter who we are, Lord. We're just a lump of clay. But somehow you put your hand to this lump. Those that are around me this morning, you've taken them into your care. You have men of God ministered to their souls. Lord, for it's not just for this journey on life, it's to take them from life to another life. And so, Father, from the depths of my heart, my gratitude to you is so deep. Touch the lives of men and women such diverse in an assembly such as this. You see the word of God deal with our hearts and move us into the deeper depths of God. So Lord, I'm asking that your hand will rest upon each and every one of them, especially today. Lord, may they ponder the dealings of God in their lives. Let it not just flitter away. May they carry this presence to wherever they go today. Would you bless the servant of God that ministered the word of God this morning so obedient to the beckoning of the spirit. We appreciate the life of our precious brother Murphy. I just pray, Lord, that your hand will be upon brother Tim Dodd as he goes his way. Lord, all we want to do is see your children filled with have a relationship with you people think maybe Lord just a little touch a little touch Lord it's so much deeper than that so from this moment on may each and every one of us just go in the grace of God go deeper in the depths of God and may you bless everyone I pray all that have heard us on the internet 
Lord, I'm sure they would want to have been here. It couldn't be. I pray you'll bless them, Lord. As we dismiss, may the glory of God be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be dismissed. God bless you.